This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to The Real Real, where I take you behind the Instagram reel and into the real lives of entrepreneurs, content creators, and anyone who inspires me and may inspire you too. I'm your host, Natalie Barbu, and let's get into it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Real Real Podcast. I am your host, Natalie Barbu, and I am really excited because today I'm doing a little solo episode. And I really, really love solo episodes. I feel like I need to do them more often. So I'm going to try doing them around once a month or so. I think my last one was a little over a month ago, so I'm, I'm almost on track. I definitely am going to do one before the year ends or at least like in the beginning of the next year, talking about my goals and like plans for the following year. But today I realized that I never have done a like Q&A life advice podcast episode. And so I really love listening to these. I find them kind of relaxing. Like I'll listen to them when I'm working out, when I'm driving, and it just kind of puts my mind at ease. I like hearing other people's perspectives. I like seeing if any of these, you know, life advice questions that were asked relates to me. So I personally really like listening to these. And so I wanted to do it on mine. And I wanted to, you know, break down the real reel, not only talk about the highlight reel, answer any advice questions that you guys have. And so I asked you guys on my Instagram, if you don't follow at Natalie Barboo, or you can also follow the Real Real podcast because we posted it on there too. But I asked you guys there to give me some life advice or to ask some life advice and have me answer it. And I am by no means an expert at life. I mean, is anyone an expert at life? Like are you, are life coaches even an expert at life? I don't think so. So this is all coming from just my perspective. I'm not a therapist. I'm not someone that is considered an expert at anything. But I did want to share this and I wanted to feel like you guys were talking to a friend. So that's why I wanted to kind of do this little fun Q&A slash advice podcast. And if you guys want to see more of these, then definitely let me know. But thank you for listening because I love doing these podcasts every single week. And it's one of my favorite forms of like expressing myself and one of my favorite outlets. And I'm just always excited to be on the mic with you. Today, I am in Charlotte, North Carolina. I am always bouncing around, but today I am in Charlotte and <laughs> I am actually at home for Thanksgiving. So I'm at home. We are doing our family Christmas cards today, which if you don't know, our family Christmas cards, my mom and my sister, they love going all out on these. Like they think we're like the the Kardashian Christmas card of like small town suburbia Charlotte North Carolina like I think that's really what it is not that by any means we are comparing ourselves to the Kardashians but you know they always do that extravagant Christmas card I feel like that's kind of something that my mom and my sister really really love doing they you know make us all buy coordinating outfits and make it be very glamorous and like today we're all wearing suits 
Like I have like a leather two-piece set. My sister has like a white two-piece set with like pearls on it. I don't know what everyone else is wearing, but it's like a suit look. And um, we have one of like Chloe's friends coming to take the photos. And previous years we've done, you know, like we we went and got like pretty much like prom dresses it looked like. And we went in like the forest and took pictures like uh, we don't ever like hire anyone or anything for it, but we just have fun with it. It's a good way to, you know, for my mom and my sister to really like express their fashion sense, I guess. And it's it's been fun. But yeah, it's something that definitely I will say one of those things that like I do because it makes them happy. Like, don't get me wrong. I love taking some photos. And honestly, I need to start taking more photos because I feel so behind on life and on social media. But yeah, today is our family Christmas card. I'm going to post it on Instagram. Uh, you know the drill. It's <laughs> If you guys have been following me for a while, every year they've, they've seemed to kind of go out with it. So that's what we're doing today. You can catch me in a black leather two-piece set. Um, but I am just so thankful for the break. I've given myself my own Thanksgiving break. So I'm actually doing a lot more content-related things. Like I'm posting, I'm going to try, I should reiterate, I'm trying to post on TikTok, Instagram more. Obviously, I do the podcast every Monday. My YouTube channel, I've missed two uploads this month, which is very unlike me. So got to get into that. And I'm not doing vlog but I am doing Vlogmas on TikTok. So I'm not doing Vlogmas on YouTube. I'm going to try to post three times a week on YouTube and then Vlogmas on TikTok where I'm posting every single day. And I'd love to kind of document to see the growth of that. Uh, I think that would be a lot of fun to see and to kind of just see like how my efforts pay off, I guess. But yeah, so I'm I'm feeling just so, so relaxed to, like at home for Thanksgiving. And having this break for myself and I'm trying to kind of get my creativity back because I feel like I've kind of been on work mode where it's just been with Rella and I haven't been able to really be creative and I really miss it. So one of the things I'm going to try to start doing is carving out about an hour or two every single day, like maybe every morning from nine to 10, I'm going to carve out an hour. And it's going to be my time where I am trying to brainstorm new content ideas. I'm filming YouTube videos. I'm filming TikToks. I'm, I'm just being creative and like on social media and building my personal brand because I feel like I've kind of neglected that the past few months. And I know it's easy because I have so much going on, but I don't want to neglect it. So that's why I am going to be really trying to kind of time batch, if you will. I can't, I feel like it's hard to time batch for an entire day, but maybe time batching portions of every day to be like content heavy days. I don't know. I'll document it and I'll let you guys know how it goes because right now it's just been like the biggest struggle for me and it's been really hard and I, I miss talking to you. I feel like I've kind of like lost some sort of connection to you guys just because I haven't been like really on top of it. Like I've just been like filming videos for sponsors and, you know, filming the videos that I know, like the day in my life that don't take that much effort. But I really do want to go back to it and make it like something that is is creative again because I feel like I've slightly lost that on social media. Same with Instagram. I like haven't posted much on Instagram and I hate that. I want to like make an effort to post content. So that's kind of just where my head's been at. I felt very low and down on myself and, and discouraged because of that. But I am so thankful for this break. I needed it. And I felt guilty for it slightly. I, I really did feel guilty. I was like, oh, I should be working. Like we're close to launch. Like I shouldn't be taking time off. But I realized like that is what makes you burn out. That is what makes you not creative anymore. That is not healthy. It's probably one of the reasons why I'm breaking out so much. Like it is not good for you. Like you need to take breaks and everyone deserves to take breaks. And so that's what I really told my team. I was like, listen, 
don't work these few days. Like be with your family. Don't be on your computer. Don't work. Like this is not the time to do that. You need to be with your family um, and you need to be, you know, having having a break and taking some me time because that's so not healthy to be go, 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 go all the time and thinking that like you don't deserve a break because literally everyone does. Every single person does. If you can see like some of the, you know, most successful people in the world and you see them on vacation and you see them taking breaks, it's well-deserved and you deserve it too. So that's just my two cents. And I'm kind of trying to convince myself that. So <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, but I'm also telling myself because it's something that I've just been really needing. Also, I just wanted to say thank you so much for all of the five-star reviews. The reviews mean so much to me and I'm just always so thankful whenever I read the reviews on my podcast. The reviews are something that I'm like, I know that it is time taken out of your day to leave a review. You have to click on Apple Podcasts. You have to go to my show. You have to write a review. It's not as easy as leaving an Instagram comment or swiping up and sending a DM or leaving a comment on a YouTube video. Like it's it takes effort. And if you really do love my show, then I appreciate so much all of the five-star reviews. So if you are listening to today's episode, um, please feel free to screenshot it, share it with your friends. You can also actually share it through iMessage. If you have an iPhone, you can share it with your friends like through text. And then it shows up in like Apple Podcasts as a shared with you. So you can see like all the podcasts your friends have shared with you. I think it's so cool. And it says like who shared it. So if you want, send this episode to someone who needs to hear it, someone who's looking to a new podcast and watch it show up in the shared for you section of Apple Podcasts. So I thought that was a really cool feature. But yeah, screenshot this, send it to your friends, post it on your Instagram story. And please, please, please leave a five star review. I would love, love to kind of kind of increase the five star reviews or the reviews in general before 2022 starts. So that would mean so much to me. So thank you guys all for leaving a review. And if you do plan on leaving a review, please DM me so that I can personally thank you so I can answer your DM. Thank you myself, because I know that it just, it just means so much to me. And I never want to have a review go unanswered because I can't respond to them on Apple podcasts. So be sure to DM me if you do decide to leave one. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today as it should with Earnin. Earnin is an app that is changing the game when it comes to getting paid. Imagine having access to the money you've earned as you work, not just waiting for payday. With Earnin, you can access up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet. Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, Earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard-earned cash when I need it most. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type Real Real under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. Real Real under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC.
Let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production, especially when you are battling frizz. And take it from me, I live in Miami, Florida. It is about to be summer. I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Heirs tour for like the third time. You know, the important stuff. But who actually has time for frizz? Introducing Way's new anti-frizz cream. It is like a superhero for your hair. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours. I actually brought it on a trip with me and my friend borrowed it and she purchased it right then and there because it was that good. So how does this fit into my hair routine? It is the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus the Sydney inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon violet and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief. And my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz free with Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 450 degrees, reduces and repairs split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration. And according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code RealReal. I want to jump into the questions and the life advice and I got a lot of great responses so I would love to do a part two if you guys seem to like this episode but the first one is I'm going through a breakup but have a feeling we will get back together I am so hurt any advice okay so I've been through two breakups in my life and both of them I wouldn't say they were both like super serious but both of them I had dated for over like a year year and a half so they definitely were like substantial to me and it was one of those where like one was my first and then the other one was like a more serious relationship so breakups suck they're not easy at all and I think one thing is that it's okay to feel that hurt and when you go through a breakup it's very easy to say like oh my gosh f them I'm over them I hate them I'm just gonna go and have fun and I deserve better and like screw them it's their loss and you kind of put on this like tough persona and you're you kind of just act tough like you don't care like it's like oh okay I'm so better off I don't care about you and you don't allow yourself to feel sad and you don't allow yourself to feel heartbroken and you try to push it away like the second you start feeling heartbroken you're like I I can't, you know, like F them. I hate them. And that is just not healthy. It is so much better to allow yourself to feel all of your emotions. Cry, lay in bed and cry and and feel like sad and allow yourself to feel sad and allow yourself to feel so hurt and betrayed or just like unsure. And, you know, allow yourself to feel all of those emotions, because if you don't, you're going to feel them later. And it's so much better to acknowledge them, to feel them and then process them in the moment. And when you're feeling them, then to push them back, ignore them and and pretend and convince yourself or try to convince yourself that you're not feeling those things. And then it's going to come back and it's going to blow up and it's going to it's going to come back 10 times harder. So one thing I'm going to say is just 
allow yourself to feel those emotions and to feel sad. But another thing is remember why you broke up. Breakups always happen for a reason. And I'm not saying that you can never get back together with your ex and that it's always a bad idea. But I will say, ask yourself, why did you break up? Like, what was the reason you guys broke up? Was it because they cheated? Was it because you realized you guys are two different people and you're not compatible in the long run? Did you have two different goals and dreams in life and you just realized that you weren't good for each other? Were you falling out of love and, you know, you just didn't feel that passion and you didn't really want to be with them anymore like you didn't miss them anymore or you didn't you know want to hang out with them as much as you used to and kind of you just fell apart and your your love faded because that happens a lot too and I think that's the hardest one personally I think but allow yourself to recognize what was the reason you broke up and then when you realize that write it down honestly write it down repeat it to yourself be like this is why so that when you do think oh I feel like I want to get back together with them. You remember, wait, I can't because this is the reason. And this is going to happen again. If we get back together, I'm not only going to feel the heartbreak I feel now, now, but I'm going to feel it when we break up the second time or the third time or the fourth time. Because if the reason you broke up is because you aren't compatible, you aren't good for each other, you don't trust the person anymore, you don't really love that person anymore, but it's comfortable then it's not worth getting back together with them. It's it's really, really, really not. And a lot of times it's easier in the moment to be like, oh, I hate this pain. I'm so heartbroken. I just, I don't want to feel this anymore. And it's easier to get back together with them and to, oh, okay, I'm not heartbroken anymore. I'm not, I might not be happy, but I'm not heartbroken anymore. And that's, that's better. But the thing is, you're going to feel that again if you continue to get back together with them and you broke up for a reason. So I would say that that is my biggest piece of advice. Time does heal. I actually was looking at an old note and I actually want to share it with you. So I'm going to pull it up because I'm not going to share every detail, but I, I used to journal a lot on my phone. And I'm so thankful that I did because I saw this note that I wrote when I had broken up with my first boyfriend and my first boyfriend had cheated on me. We got back together, which don't recommend. And then he cheated on me again. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I felt that heartbreak twice. And so I was just, I was just broken. Like I was just so, so broken. So I'm going to read you some, some parts of that because it was just like, it's crazy looking back and reading this. So I'm going to redact the name, you know, let's call him. I don't know what's the name. I don't know of someone like, Sam. Okay, we're going to call him Sam. I don't know Sam. Sam. (laughs) I know we needed to break up and I am so happy that we did. I don't have any regrets with that, but I have regrets with how I opened so much of myself to him. I told myself it's a learning experience and it definitely was, but how many learning experiences will I have before I actually stop having heartbreak or giving too much of myself up to a person? I did everything for him. He used my heart and I was there when he needed me. I let him cheat on me, manipulate me, take things from me, and I will never get back. And honestly, I blame myself. I'm upset about how I saw the best in him when I was completely blind to everything else. He saw the best in me and he manipulated me and used me and knew what to say to make me believe him. I was there for him when he was going through xyz everything negative in his life and now he found someone else i will never forget when he said to me i can't lose you because i will never find anyone better than you it sounds sweet when you first hear it you may think oh that's so nice but if you think about it how sweet is it is the only reason you're with me because no one better has come along now i know someone better has come along and he's just moving along to someone better that's typically what happens when guys are with me and i need to stop giving up parts of myself to them 
I need to let them bring out the best of me and not throw every ounce of energy and goodness to please them. I said, I want someone to want me for me and not because no one better has come along. Want me even if someone better does come along because they will. There's always someone better. But for some reason, I do have peace about it. I know God has a plan and there is someone for me. Someone who meets the qualities that I want, who will show me the love I deserve and I can't wait. And it's funny, like I can read that now and I'm like not emotional at all. But in the moment, I definitely was. Uh, And then a few months later, I wrote another note. And this is what I said. And I think that this hopefully can encourage you if you're going through a breakup and you feel that heartbreak now, because I felt that heartbreak when I was writing that letter. But this is what I wrote a few months later. I said, I no longer have hate in my heart. I no longer am jealous or angry or can't stand him. I am indifferent. I don't care what he does. I don't care who he dates. I don't care about him at all. And I know I said I would always care about him. And a part of me always will. But it's totally different. I'll care about him like I care about any other human being on the planet. Just indifferent and neutral. If a random person I know calls me and asks me for help, yeah, I would if I could, but am I going to go out of my way? Am I going to stress about it? No. I don't regret anything, really, because everything is a life lesson, and I think I go through those things to help other people, especially girls, and hopefully I can teach boys how to be gentlemen by my experiences with the awful ones. I'm so happy to be more than 100% certain that this was such a blessing, not in a cocky way, but in a secure way, and being so secure in myself, and that feels so good. Thank you, Jesus, for getting rid of that guy and that I should have been done so, so long ago. That was only a few months later that I wrote that. So if you're going through a breakup and you feel like, you know, oh my God, this is the end of the world. I miss him. I am sad. I'm betrayed. Just know that things get better and that time does heal and that you will be so much better for it. So I hope that that helped. And I feel like I should do a whole episode on that because I feel like in the past, I've definitely gone through heartbreak, but now I am in a happy relationship. I'm so secure. I don't think about that at all. And like me and that person, that 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 happened to like I literally feel indifferent towards them I don't think they're a bad person I think we were young and immature and I was definitely dramatic and I think that we're fine now like honestly I would never say we're like friends but like we're totally on speaking terms we've hung out since then and like it is not weird awkward and no no bad feelings towards that person at all so it's just crazy at what time does and how time does heal and yeah, I don't know. Hopefully that helped anyone that's kind of going through that. I feel like this this life advice is going to be all over the place, but hopefully if you're going through a breakup, that could help you. All right. So the next one, let's shift from love and go towards more like finances uh, and transparency. And the next question is how to tackle finances between partners. I am not married, so I can't answer it in terms of a spouse or, you know, husband and wife relationship or, you know, any sort of marriage relationship. I can't speak to that. But I can say that I am incredibly transparent with my finances, at least with my current boyfriend. With Keon, I am very, very transparent. He knows how much money I make. I know how much money he makes. Whenever we're going out, like I'll get one thing and he'll get the other. Like It's not like I expect him to pay for everything or he expects me to pay for everything. We don't make the same amount of money, but it's something that none of us feels like insecure about I guess like I feel like sometimes people feel insecure if they're not making either the same amount or someone's making more people tend to get jealous and that's just never been the case with me or Keon we both are so supportive of each other and kind of push ourselves to always like try to make more money and try to work hard and try to find what makes us happy and so I I feel like very very appreciative of that I feel like if I was in a relationship where the other person was not comfortable talking about money, I would not be in that relationship because it's something that I am so open and honest about. And it's something that I feel like 
I want someone who is helping me, you know, always strive to be better and like be more financially responsible rather than someone who doesn't want to talk about it or kind of is like a big spender or I don't know, like irresponsible with money. And like, it's so much better to talk about those things before you get serious with someone because one of the biggest forms of arguments and divorce and separation is honestly money issues. And so having a partner that I can talk about it with and that I know their spending habits. And if we do get married, I know how they spend their money and what they spend it on. And I am okay with that. That's so important. Like, I don't want to all of a sudden like fall in love with someone and want to spend the rest of my life with them and realize they have a financial problem. And it's like they have a something that is just not compatible with my life and that would cause issues down the road. Not to say that financial problems are end all be all, but they do cause issues. And I think it's foolish to not think of those things. I mean, it's definitely something you need to talk about before you get married and before you become serious with someone. So if you are with someone and you don't feel comfortable talking about money, you've never talked about money with them before, I would sit down with them and I would say, hey, listen, I care about you a lot. I see you in my future. And I think this is something we need to talk about. So let's just start talking about it. I want to start talking about finances more openly and honestly. And you can start not by discussing everything and not by, you know, giving your credit card statements to that person, but just saying like, okay, what are your ideas of money? Are you more of a saver? Are you more of a spender? How do you invest your money? What is your relationship like with money? And one question you can ask also is how were your parents with money? Because I think a lot of times we just adopt what our parents did. And how our parents spoke about it. So asking about that, I think, is is really important, too. So that would be my advice for how to tackle finances with, between partners. But it's definitely something that you need to talk about, even if you're not married. I feel like those questions only come up when you're married. But it's also important to talk about before you get married, because before you get married, you're going to want to know these things. <laughs> The next question is advice on constant procrastinating and getting over a creative block. Well, if you listen to the intro, you know that it's kind of something I'm going through right now, that creative block. And I just feel very overwhelmed and kind of like I'm drowning in a way. Um, so this break is needed, like I said earlier. But I would say advice on procrastinating is start putting away your distractions. Find out the root cause of why you procrastinate. Is it because you don't like the work you're doing and so you're procrastinating because you don't want to do it? Because if that's the case, then you should make a to-do list and start with the things that you do not like doing. And I know that might be counterintuitive. It's like, well, if I don't like doing it, why would I start with it? Because that's going to force you to do it in order to do the things that you do like. Start with that to-do list. Sit down, put away your phone, put the focus mode on your phone. I love doing that. Apple's new feature where you can do focus. That way you only get like certain notifications. Put that on your phone. Turn on do not disturb on your computer. Listen to relaxing music and force yourself for 15, 20 minutes, no distractions. I'm not going to look at my phone for 20 minutes. I'm going to do this for 20 minutes straight and see if that works. That's definitely one thing, especially if the, if the reason is that you don't like doing something. If the reason is because you feel overwhelmed with your time and you don't have control of your calendar and you you know don't have time to do anything, so it's always like, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow, then take a look at your calendar and rearrange things because there's always time. I think if you are constantly procrastinating, it's more of a you issue than a time issue. And so you need to look at your calendar and actually set time and, you know, figure out ways to rearrange it. So literally, if you have to write down when you wake up, 
when you shower, when you eat to just get a hold of your calendar before it becomes routine, then do it. That way you can see where every hour is going. If you're someone who does something for 10 minutes and then picks up your phone and goes on TikTok for 10 minutes, of course you're going to procrastinate. You are spending so much of your time doing absolutely nothing productive. And I know that might sound harsh, but I feel like it's a thing that we all go through. I've definitely gone through it where I'm like, what am I doing? I'm sitting here. I've been on my phone for two hours, not doing anything. And then I'm complaining that I can't get anything done. It's a me problem. So I would definitely just recommend taking control of your calendar and start adding things in there that is going to help you with, with time management and time batching. And if the reason is that you just constantly forget to do things, then you definitely need a calendar. You definitely need a to-do list and you need one that you are constantly going to be looking at setting up reminders on your phone, whatever it is that's going to hold you accountable. You just need to develop some sort of accountability towards yourself. And I think that's what lacks when people procrastinate. And I'm not saying people like, oh my God, I never procrastinate because no, 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 no. I procrastinate a lot. I'm literally procrastinating this podcast. (laughs) I'm recording this on a Wednesday. It is two like 50 right now. And I need to turn this in by three. It's going to be a little late. Like I'm procrastinating right now, but (laughs) uh, I'm trying to give myself some own advice on this podcast. No, but seriously, I think those things have always helped me whenever I've been procrastinating. And also kind of like I said, I'm doing it right now. I definitely procrastinate at times, but I don't procrastinate with everything. And so you're going to slip up sometimes, but as long as you have those systems in place, like calendars and, you know, methods that work for you and to-do lists, then I think that you're off to a good start. The next question is, what do I do if I don't know what I want to do or be? This is such a common question that I feel like is really prevalent in our 20s, especially our mid-20s. I feel like in college, it's a little easy to not know what you want to do or be because no one really does. Yeah, people have, you know, their majors and they're majoring in certain things and, you know, they, they might have some internships, but it's when you graduate or when you're kind of entering your mid-20s, it's like that, that it really hits where you're like, oh my gosh. I hate my job. Everyone has a job. Everyone's successful. Everyone's doing something that they love. And I'm sitting here and I don't know what I want to do. I'm working a job I don't like. I live in a place that I don't like. I feel I feel so lost. And that is something that happens when we are in our 20s. And it's this lie that gets told on social media that everyone knows what they're doing. Everyone has their life figured out except you. LinkedIn does not help. No one talks about how LinkedIn is kind of like a like a highlight reel too. Like everyone always talks about Instagram being a highlight reel. When it comes to careers, oh, LinkedIn is the biggest one. LinkedIn, they make everyone post like the job that they get, the promotions that they get, the, you know, amazing accomplishments that they're doing. And don't get me wrong, that is great to celebrate them. It is so amazing to celebrate them. But we're not showing the bad days at work. I'm not gonna post a LinkedIn status saying I had the worst day. I don't know what I'm doing. I feel lost. I literally just want to close my computer and watch TV and do absolutely nothing. Or, hey, I'm at my job and I I hate it. I really hate it. Anyone have any tips? No one's going to post that on social media. So we're not seeing that on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on TikTok. We're seeing the amazing parts of our lives. And that's why there's this lie that gets spread that everyone knows what they're wanting to do except you. And it's a lie that you cannot fall into. You should not and you cannot fall into it. One way that I think is um, a way that you can try to figure out what you want to do, because I know that that was your original question. Um, you don't know what you want to do is figure out things that you like. It doesn't have to be career related. It's not figure out a job you like. It's figure out things that you like. 
what makes you happy? And it can be something as, as specific as, oh, when I go on walks outside, I get happy. Or it could be something a little more broad, like I like solving problems, you know, anything like that. Like what are things that you like doing? And then figure out what jobs or what categories fall into those things. Like even like, for example, solving problems, that's something that there's a million things that could go into it. So reframe your mindset with like, okay, what jobs solve a problem? What careers solve a problem? And listen to podcasts of what other people did, because I feel like so many people think that it's a conventional linear path where it's like, I am going to get this degree and this degree is going to is going to mean something when honestly, I feel like degrees don't mean anything. But that's another discussion. I'm going to get this degree. I'm going to find the best job and then I'm going to work my way up. And it's going to be this linear path when no one is like that. Like people always start at something so random and then they end up somewhere else. And it's like, how did you get there? And it's because their path was like this, or they met someone and that one person changed their life and introduced them to something else. Or they had an epiphany that like, I'm, I hate my job. I'm going to quit. And I'm going to try to do something else. And they completely shift fields or they go back to school and they work on something else. Like whatever it is, people's paths are not linear. And if anyone tries to tell you that their path is linear, they either got insanely lucky. And I don't even know if it's lucky because I feel like having a nonlinear path is honestly so much more like beneficial for growth, but whatever. They're either lying or they're one in a million, one in a billion, because it doesn't happen. And it's it's just this lie that's told more than ever on social media. And I honestly, I hate it. Absolutely hate it. So I think another thing to wrap this question up is that if you don't know what you want to do and you're kind of feeling lost, allow yourself to feel that way. Kind of going back to that first question with like heartbreak, but it's the same thing here. I'm a big believer in allowing yourself to feel all of the emotions, but allow yourself to feel that way and to realize that you don't have to have it all figured out at this moment. Like you might not figure figure it out for another five years. And I know that sounds kind of like daunting and it's like, oh my God, I'm going to be five years feeling like this. Not necessarily, but every single failure, every single mistake, every single step, every single path that you choose to take is going to teach you something else and you're going to be one step closer to finding out what you actually want to do. So I would just say that allow yourself to feel that way. Don't feel pressure that you have to have it all figured out at this exact moment. And then the last question is how to deal with people who doubt your dreams. This one is really hard because having a support system, I think, is everything. I think when you are feeling like person who asked the last question, I don't know what I want to do. I'm feeling lost. When you feel that way, it's really important to have people that support you. So if you do have people in your life that are not supportive, I don't want to give a blanket rule where it's like, cut them out. Because you know what? Sometimes people take time to come around and and they'll become supportive in the future. And sometimes, you know, those people are your your parents or your partner or, you know, whoever that might be. And so it, it's a lot more complicated than just shutting them out. So I would say how to deal with people who doubt your dreams is to try not to place that much emphasis on validation from people because it's going to be hard when people are telling you that things aren't going to work. And if you are relying so much on that validation and you're constantly seeking it, like, please accept me, please, you know, you know, realize that what I'm, what I love what I'm doing or whatever it is. Like, if you're feeling that way, it's going to be really, really hard to constantly hear negativity or to constantly hear that things aren't going to work. So one, I would say don't put much pressure on that validation. Don't 
share it that much with people that are doubtful, don't try to convince them. It's not your job to convince them. It is their job to come around. So don't try to convince them. I feel like it's like, yes, obviously talk to them a few times and like be like, no, listen, this is what I want to do. And this is this is why I'm doing it. But if they are stubborn in their ways and they're not coming around, just drop it. They'll come around when they see your success and it's going to be annoying, but it's going to happen. And then also, I would say try to set boundaries with people. If some people are constantly doubting your dreams, tell them like, listen, this is either something I'm not going to talk about with you or I'm not going to be around you that much. And it's a decision you have to make. And it depends on the relationship you have with that person. I feel like if it's like a friend that's constantly doubting you, you might need to set harsher boundaries with them. But like if it's a parent, for example, you just need to say, I'm not talking to you about this anymore. I'm going to go off and I'm going to do this. I would love your support. It would be a lot easier to have it and it would be a lot better for me to have it. But I'm going to do it regardless. And if you can't accept that, then we need to set boundaries on what we talk about because it's something that I'm not going to talk about with you. And listen, when I when I sit here and I say that, it's so much easier to say than in the moment. But I, you need to set boundaries and you need to also not care about if they believe you or if they don't, you know, and, and find people who do. Find people who are supportive because you're going to need a support system. You can't do everything on your own. So once you set boundaries, once you stop placing weight on external validation, find your support system, find your tribe, whatever you want to call it, but definitely find those people that, that do believe in you. And it doesn't have to be family. It can be friends. So that would be my advice for that. But that's always hard. So I'm sorry if that's what, what you're going through right now. But those are the questions that I'm going to answer today. I wanted this to be a nice little shorter podcast episode. And I am just, oh, I loved doing this because on my YouTube videos, I like doing these questions, but I need to break it down in like 15 minutes. I need to answer like 30 questions in 15 minutes. So this is nice. I can actually like talk about these questions and talk about this and share like anecdotes and excerpts of my journal and of my own life. And I don't know, I hope that this helped anyone. If you're going through a breakup, if you are feel lost in life, if you are, you know, feeling unproductive, if you have doubters and haters in your life, I just, I hope that this episode um, spoke to you and related to you. And if you did enjoy this episode and you do enjoy these life advice questions, even though they're kind of all over the place and topics are really not, you know, it's not like niche down or anything, let me know uh, so I can do more of these because I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. I really, really enjoyed this episode. So let me know your thoughts um, in the reviews on screenshot it, post it on your story. Let me know in my DMs. Um, but if you did ask me any questions, thank you. I'm sorry I couldn't get to all of them, but I'll definitely be doing more of these in the future. And I will see you in my next episode next Monday. So I will talk to you guys later. Thank you for listening. And thanks for joining me. Uh, and I don't know how to outro these. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening. Oh my goodness. Okay. Thank you for listening to today's podcast and I'll see you guys next Monday. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Real Real. I hope that you enjoyed and don't forget to rate, review, follow, or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can follow me personally on Instagram at Natalie Barbu and the podcast at The Real Real Podcast. I'll see you next Monday. Hey, my name is Lovan Rumpf, and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. 
At The Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here. And vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then.